Hello, and welcome to another episode of Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your host, James Santana. And as always, I'm joined by my other ring bearer, Hunter Van Lira. Ring bearer? I see how it is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how it works. So it's the theme episode. We bear the ring of power. I was, I was going to be like that or my sidekick again. Do you no. want to go back to be my sidekick? No, I'm not the ring bearer. I'm the ring bear, but, like, not from San Francisco. I can't with you. <laughs> We were brought to you by Andrews Comics down in Saban, New York. Now let's start the show first with some news. Woo-woo! And I'm going to jump off with some crazy weird news. Yeah, Because uh, Free Comic Book Day is no longer Free Comic Book Day. It's Free Comic Book Summer. Um, that means for an X amount of weeks, they're going to be releasing three to four of the Free Comic Book Day books that were supposed to be releasing in one day over that span. Um, I know the same week that Ranger Slayer comes out is the same week that X-Men drops the same uh, Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. So they're spreading it out, which is crazy. Um, that normally, I'll be honest, for a business, it normally drives business up, like, insanely. Because um, people come in from all over the place to just do free comic book day. But now, do you think people are going to come in from all over the place multiple weeks? Uh, well, if they, since usually we do, like, a limit on books. Like, oh, you can only get two per uh, customer because, you know, everyone's going to get each book for free. Yeah. So with this, I think we're going to get more people because we'll get them coming back because they can get the two books that come out this week and mm-hmm. then we're, cause we're not going to limit them. We'll limit the amount that they can get, but we're not going right. to limit the amount of books they can get. We'll right. limit the, the number. Yeah, the quantity. The quantity, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. We'll limit the quantity of each book, but you can come in next week and then get the next set of books and the next set of books. Right. Instead of only being able to get two or three from the shelf. Exactly. Plus, it'll save us some... Um, lines that will wrap outside the door because not everyone is going to come in 50 people at a time with masks, right. masks on yeah. if you only have 10 people in the store right, right. now. Right. It's a safety thing, so it's yeah. cool that so they broke down. Really good, yeah. um, but for those that are following, saw that they are missing uh, one major book from this. Uh, Generation Zero. I, beep, 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 beep. I called it. I'm so happy. But... <laughs> Um, DC I'm, has I'm, I'm upset because I wanted to see the Wally story. But that's in but metal. I, yeah, it's we're, metal we're getting it in metal now, so yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, but DC has replaced it with um, two Batman OGNs, which are Overdrive and I think Gotham High. They're only previews, though. Yeah. I think it's the first chapter. Yeah, just like they did with the, the Catwoman yeah. one I'm actually ago. kind of excited for Gotham High, mm-hmm. even though they're changing a lot of stuff, and I'm not, like, I'm not really like a young adult reader. Mm-hmm. But like... I think having a universe where there, everyone was complaining about the love triangle. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of funny, especially for the the universe it's set in. Mm-hmm. And then I like that they made Batman Chinese American. I think that's cool. Representation's yeah. always great. So seeing a Chinese American Batman is gonna be fun. Yeah. So I'm also eating during this. My wife brought me food. <laughs> it's all. Good. I'm starving. Um, yeah. So I think it's kind of cool. Um, for those that are worried about will they get their books or not, honestly. This I think this will be harder for people to get their books than normal. What do you mean? Like for example, the free comic book day books. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're gonna order the same amount we would have. Right. That's what I mean. So, oh. I, what I mean is like if you have to work that day. Normally, what's cool about free comic book day it was always a Saturday. Like, all right, cool. I took off for work that one day. Now yeah, you take off. Yeah, but we're gonna have them. We're. I figured we would keep them on the shelf for the week and then replace them once they come out. So you have the whole week to get them. That's why I figured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is, yeah. it's a good thing. You said it's a bad thing. Yeah, I forgot it's, not, it's more all week. It's yeah, I think it's, a, it's not yeah. just it's not just Wednesday. No, it's, it's all week. Yeah, we're gonna keep them the out till the next new Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it actually gives people more opportunity to get more books. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I think I I hope it's not the forbearance of the future for free comic book day. Cause I like free comic book day being one day, but I get it for safety reasons. It's it, just for this. I think and it was a cool way, and they they did improvise enough to get it the way they wanted it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Hunter, what's up for the news? So, we touched upon this, I think, a little bit last week, but Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen's Descender is being worked on for a TV show. By... I did on the live show. Okay, that's what you did. Uh, the Canadian development team Lark. I have no idea what they did previously, but I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. and Because a lot of people are talking about how this is actually going to be like a well-developed show. So I can trust that Lark knows what they're doing. Right. I will uh, look up what they, else they've done, and I'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for a Descender show. I just recently finished... The first six volumes of Descender, which is the main Descender storyline. And then at the end of that, they do some crazy stuff. And then there's a sequel book called Ascender, mm-hmm. which is, I think it's a, it's a mini series technically. And I think it's only going to be two volumes. And volume one's already out. Yeah, volume so one's going to be two out. or three. That's really cool. I hope they can adapt that into the show too. Because from that show, how it's set, uh, that book, how it's set up, each volume could be a season. Right. Of, of like how much content like each one provides. I think. They're going to do one and two as one season, though, because in volume one, it's a lot of setup. Right. But there's a lot of world building as well. So one and two, I think, will be this, the first season. And then three, four, five, six will be all seasons, and they could do Ascender as the final season. Or, they like, could. the last two episodes, like they did with Arrow, where they do future stuff. Right. Which I'm not crazy about doing, like, the time jump. Um, I'm not crazy about it, but depending on, like, what the budget is, depending on right. if they get renewed, like, I do want them to cover the entire story, because it is an awesome story. I'd hate to see what happened to Deadly Class happen to this. Because I know I've only read the first volume of Deadly Class and it's, it's so awesome, good. but Descender I finished entirely and I really hope that it gets there. Jeff Lemire is on a hot streak right now for shows. Right. He's got this in Sweet Tooth and I think one more uh, ice no, ice cream is on him. He's got one more coming out I believe. Yeah. So Jeff Lemire, Cullen Bunn, they're all on like hot streaks for they the are. shows. They really are. It's crazy, which is fine. I mean, we're back in the Arrow streaming yeah. service. James, give me some Tokusatsu, Tokusatsu, Tokusatsu. What is it called? Tokusatsu? Yes. Give us some Tokusatsu news. All right, guys. Sorry, I always <laughs> spoke about this when they first uh, did a teaser, and now we're not post-pandemic. Knock on wood. Um, but we are now getting Rise of Ultraman has an official release date. Again, for those who remember the older episode, um, we talked about it. It was it's Kyle Higgins and Mac Room. Kyle Higgins wrote Power Rangers. He's wrote Nightwing. He's done a bunch of other books. Um, and this is a remastering and retelling of Ultraman for a new modern audience. Um, if you don't know a lot about Ultraman, I definitely recommend checking out the Netflix TV show. Um, it's not like Nef- it's not like that, but it's actually very close to that. It's like a fresh new take yes. on it. It's, it's uh, like a modern day take. And it's a retelling of the original Ultraman series from back in the 60s. So I definitely recommend checking it out. And it's also cool because there is a Spider-Man cover covering it out with it. So it'll be him and Spider-Man on a cover together. So I definitely recommend checking that out because this is just kind of an update. Um, for those who want it, check out your pull list. If you're a Power Rangers fan, if you're a fan of Japanese manga, if you're a fan of anime, I definitely recommend picking this up because this is one of the only times we've ever gotten a crossover. I'm hoping that Spider-Man shows up, but it's the Japanese Spider-Man where he's the emissary of hell. Spider-Man! Yes. His giant mech. Yep. The Leopardon. Leopardon. Dude, yes. they have a toy of that I know. coming out soon. It's only going to be 40 bucks, and it's going to be like 10 inches. I, I am it. so into it. It's so cool. It comes with the sword and the shield and everything. And that's the first Megazord okay. ever made. Yeah, that's going to be my first Megazord toy. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I've never had a Megazord toy before. Uh, besides, like, the little tiny baby oh, yeah, ones yeah, yeah. from, like, McDonald's or, like, that came with, like, uh, the big, the, the the regular toys. Like, they had, like, a little tiny Megazord. I've never had, like, a big Megazord. Like, Dunning just got a bunch of them. Oh, my like, God. He yeah. got one or two of them. And then Danny got one, too. Yes. So. So, let's move on from that to some Max news. Go ahead, man. So, HBO Max is going to produce comic book tie-ins for their streaming service. Not, like... For their show, not like for shows, but like for the service. Yes. It's three one shots. Yes. I forget what they're called. It's Hector something. Oh my God. I used to remember this. It was Hector, Barbara, 
Otto, and the dog is named Max. That's where they get the powers from. Oh, okay, HBO Max. Interesting. Yeah. Cough lame. I, no, I think that's kind of cool. I like it when they tie things in because mm-hmm. it gives a bunch of readers some cool little comics to pick up, and it's just, you know, it's cool. Like I, I like it when services like Netflix or something do like comic book tie-ins to their shows and to their services just to be like, hey, look, we're trying, we're branching out to our wider fans. You know, it's also kind of like an apology for taking off a bunch of DC products for no reason. I think it's funny because uh, they have really big name artists doing the book. But I think it's such a lame. I don't like it. I don't like. No, I think this. it's dumb. But I, I like the I like the thought they put into it. Yeah, yeah. And I like that you know people who do who don't normally read comics can just like oh cool it's a free comic it's a comic book that's based off of uh, HBO that's fun. Yeah. It's a, but like it is kind of dumb. Yeah, it's kind of lame. I mean, it's it is what it is. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, I guess let's get the Hector one. <laughs> oh yeah, I want Hector. Because one of them Hector had, and Max. One, one is a speedster. Mm-hmm. One has stretching abilities. I think Otto is the speedster because full. Like, full auto? No. Like auto? Yeah, I know. You're thinking too hard into this. <laughs> I'm putting too You're much brain more power into it. Than they did. <laughs> uh, I know one of them is a tech-based. Yeah. One's a, spe- one's a speedster, one is stretchy. And one's a dog. And then Max is where they get power shot. Yeah. Which I think is funny. I'm going to go to actual real comic news. Give us some, yeah, real comic book news. <laughs> uh, so Immortal Hulk, is, uh, sorry, Immortal She-Hulk is spinning out Empire written by Al Ewing. This is just, by the way, is a one-shot. Yeah, I was when I first read that, I was like, oh, sweet, I new She-Hulk book. I, I, I wish it was an actual ongoing. Well, I wish it was a miniseries. With, maybe with the new, maybe with like the hype from it, they might spin it off, because she's doing stuff in Avengers. Yes. And that's why she's spinning off into Endgame, and the whole Immortal thing comes from the regular Hulk. Yeah, from the Empire stuff. The, so she's getting what Al Ewing's calling the Immortal Treatment. She's going to uh, die and come back. I don't know because uh, it's, it's, it's someone's gonna die. It's Empire. spinning out of Empire. Yeah. So if you've been following Avengers the entire time, they've been saying that she that Jen her new abilities that she's been just gathering all this gamma Mega radiation. Angry Hulk, yeah. And not even just like Angry Hulk, that she's a walking talking gamma bomb. Ooh, but she is. She keeps gathering all this gamma energy all the time. Like she never can shut it off. Mm-hmm. That she may actually be as uh, she'll be as strong as Banner used to be. Mm. Before he became like omnipotent, pretty much. Yeah, before he became like a weird Hulk god or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she may have to explode at the end of Empire, and that's why she's now she'll be starting yeah, the resurrection process to blow herself up. Yeah, and someone she, has to die in Empire. Well, yeah. Besides, like Swordsmaster. Yeah, yeah I know he's, he's gonna gone die. Too. Um, <laughs> They're so making him a main character. He's gonna die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's the build up to that. Yeah. It's uh, that. So I definitely want to see again when I first thought of Al Ewing when they did Immortal Hulk was. Oh, it's a little. It's gonna be a little bit of horror, but it's gonna be a very classic, old school like Hulk TV show. I'm like, I got like body horror. It. Yeah, dude. They, dude. There's this. I forget. Like the first one I picked up, Red She Hulk is back, and she's eating the corpse of Bruce. And oh, I was so like, she's harpy. Yeah, it's what she's harpy. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Thanks, I guess. Yeah, it's. A nightmare I think it's like issue seven or eight, and I'm just like, okay, Al Ewing is just throwing everything against the wall. He's like, what if zombies were in the Hulk? <laughs> My favorite scene from Hulk is when they cut his body up. Mm-hmm. And put him in the jars and he keeps talking. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how he has these powers. It's all from like, I I just want him to be a new herald of Galactus because then it makes sense. He's got oh, he's got galaxy powers, sure. Yeah, I know. And so is Cosmic Ghost Rider or Howard the Duck or Silver Surfer, whatever continuity we're in right now. Sometimes Superman. <laughs> yeah, oh really? Yeah, I have the book. We have it right here. Oh, is it Justice League Avengers? No, it's just it's, no, it's just it's, it's Superman Fantastic Four. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, do we have one with Spider Man? No. Lame. 
I know. Last but certainly not least, so Spotify and DC are teaming up to create original narrative podcasts for characters. That's cool because you don't have to pay for Spotify to listen to these. No, you don't. It's better if you pay for Spotify Premium because you don't get ads, yeah. but that's kind of cool because like the whole thing with Marvel's podcast is, like, yeah, some of them came out on Apple Pods at, at some point, Yeah. but most of them aren't available unless you uh, get them from Stitcher until mm-hmm. like way later. So it's cool that DC is like, yeah, we're just gonna do a couple for Spotify, and I think that's cool because what we we got like playing with fire and the Black Widow one running yep. right now, and then we have the two Wolverine ones. So I'm wondering, so, wondering who again, yeah, this is not a lot of data that's been given yeah, us. This is just the smallest amount. I think we're gonna get one for Wonder Woman for sure. I think the big three, absolutely. I don't Bat- think we're gonna we'll get, get Superman. We'll though. get Superman's definitely tough. Batman and Wonder Woman for sure. Wonder Woman had a sorry, Superman had a radio show back in the day. It's not hard. That's where Jimmy Olsen came from. That's where Kryptonite comes from. Yeah, but I think the Superman it's gonna be like hard to figure out nowadays like batman you can do a detective podcast where you're figuring out the mystery with him right wonder woman that's just high a no-brainer yeah. that's just a no-brainer just high fantasy yeah and for superman though like what are you gonna do like he's gonna fly around and zip around a lot so you're just gonna be like oh cool i get to hear plane noises and flying noises yeah. and bullets bouncing off of him you need stakes superman unless he's fighting metallo in the first one I know. superman is not really gonna have like a threat because like you don't want to throw Darkseid in the first podcast, in the first uh, narrative podcast. I want Darkseid everywhere. I'm thinking Constantine, Batman, Wonder Woman, potentially Flash, not Flash, potentially like Green Lantern, because a space thing would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Not many. No, because like you can't do Flash. No. Because I mean, you could. They could figure it out. Don't get me wrong. But like, thinking now, like Flash is gonna be hard to do. Superman is gonna be hard to do. Absolutely. But, you know, some of them are no-brainers. Batman and Robin. Batman, any of Batman plus any of his sidekicks work because they're Easy. just detective stories. Yeah. yeah. Detective Chimp. Detective Chimp would be the best. <laughs> the Detective Chimp podcast. <laughs> you're already there. Like, I'm, I'm already there. You're already subscribed. Already in. You're already subscribed. <laughs> Hunter doesn't exist. I'm already subscribed. <laughs> I'm eight episodes and not a single episode exists. I'm already on episode I'm, I'm eight. I'm the episodes. Don't worry. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> So I guess that's it for the news this week. It's really short. Yeah, very light week as opposed to last week where we had like 50 Every million things million to Every thing for news, I know. Let's get on to the topic of the week. Normally I spin it in a nice, cool, different way to open up the topic because normally something talks about the topic. Nope. Green Lantern. There I we know. Go. I talked about the topic. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're doing Green Lantern. Well, you kind of opened it up at the beginning. We're yeah. talking about ring bears or whatever. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this week is... Well, not this week, technically. Uh, like, a month ago was uh, Green Lantern's 80th anniversary. Well, technically, the 80th anniversary is this whole year. Yes. But the week he came out was supposed to be, like, back it's in It's actually well. this week. It's actually, sorry, no, sorry, it's actually next month. Oh, that's his first appearance? Yes. So why were they putting it out so early? So they were trying to bank them all together. Yeah, they were trying to bank them week by week. Yeah. And they kind of did. Yeah, so. It's like every other week. If they were smart enough, they should have just waited July to do it. Because yeah. July 1940 was All-American Comics number one, and that's the first appearance of Alan Scott Green Lantern. Ooh, that would be good. So, that's how you do a segue properly. Sure. So, I'm going to talk about, again, like every 80th anniversary, I talk about the history of the characters and the pub- the background of publication history. So, um, I'm not going to go crazy. Green Lantern's a lot, so just cover the I'm basics. Only, I'm go- you don't have to tell me. I was going no, yeah, to. I'm just saying, like, the basics. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to cover your Earth Green Lanterns, um, Alan Scott, Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, uh, Simon Bass, Simon, Jessica, Jessica and then I'll mention some others. Yeah, like some famous ones, uh, some, some famous Astro, ones, yeah, yeah, some famous ones. But don't just go too detailed in there. Relax. We need time. <laughs> we have plenty of time. We just started. <laughs> All right, so starting off with publication history, we are going into Alan Scott Green Lantern, uh, first appearing, like I said, in All American Comics number uh, number sixteen. Sorry, number sixteen, not number one. 
uh, published by All American Publications, which was one of three companies that would later merge to DC Comics, which is also known as Detective Comics Comics. My yeah, it's, favorite. Detective Comics Comics is my DC, favorite. Yeah. So, uh, Green Lantern, this Green Lantern's real name was Alan Scott, a railroad engineer, who, after a railroad crash, came in possession of a magical lantern, which spoke to him and said it would bring him power. From this, he crafted a magic ring, which gave him a wide variety of powers. The limitation of the ring were that he had to be charged every 24 hours by touching into the lantern for a time. Oh, interesting. He crafted it himself instead yes. of getting it from Space Police. Yes. Actually, I'm going to give us a little bit more into this in a little bit. I do like Earth 2's version, too, where he's like a businessman. Yes. Um, he charged for he had charged it for after every 24 hours, and the object could affect wood. Alan Scott fought mostly could normal... Could affect what? Wood. That's so weird. I'll explain why. Because, well, like, I understand, like, not affecting yellow because they needed a way for Sinestro not to get whooped. No, I'll explain. Like... No, well, remember, I'll explain. Well, remember, Sinestro wasn't always yellow lantern. I know. That was, was way later. Yeah, um, and he, he had a green, he had a yellow uh, anti-mattering, but not, that wasn't the reason why they had yellow. I'll explain why, like, the real story why. Okay. Um, well, one of his, his, his two biggest villains were uh, Vandal Savage and Solomon Grundy. And he was actually based in New York City. Um, he would be in uh, All American Comics, Comics Calvacade, and then eventually his own title, Green Lantern, and then he would appear in All Star Comics, and then become America, a member, a founding member of Justice Society of America. Uh, after World War Two, again, we I've talked about this in all the comic book history that goes that far back. The comic books uh, steadily were in decline, and the Green Lantern book was canceled with issue thirty eight in May nineteen forty nine, and then on All Star Comics in. Number fifty-seven in nineteen fifty-one was the character was the character's last golden age appearance. So that is the brief back history of um, Alan Scott. So that's his character, his old school uh, uh, history. Just so abbreviate on some of the notes, um, he was actually created to be based on Aladdin. Alan Scott is Aladdin. Interesting. He's also the only blonde Green Lantern. Yes, he is actually. That just happens. Um, but for people who don't know, he's the blonde one. Yes, he's the blonde one. <laughs> blonde with the cape. Yeah, he's the caped one. Yes. Um, so, yes, he's based on Aladdin. That's why the, the magical lamp, the mm. magic ring, uh, Alan, okay. all plays Makes on sense. 40 theories. That's yeah. why he's based on Aladdin. Um, mm, royalty-free characters. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, his actual ring is based on the star heart. Um, they, they elaborated like on the that. Care Bears? No, no. no Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, no. Um, the star heart is... The Guardians of the uh, sorry, Galaxy, the Guardians of the Universe, took all the magic in the universe at one point and put it into a comet. That comet landed on Earth, and that's the comet that crash land uh, that crash landed, which would then become the lantern that Al- the the metal that Alan Scott built his lantern out of. Mm. Because they said that the lantern, the comet passed passed Earth three times in the original uh, All American Comics. It first passed, and the guy created uh, brought uh, a fire to the area. The second time, a guy created something else out of it. And the third time, Alan found it and made it as a lantern. That's why it's actually not science-based like the, like the other Green Lanterns we would yeah. see later on. It's actually magic-based. Interesting. That's um, why it can hurt Superman. Right. I mean, it can still hurt Superman, technically. Yes, but it's still magic-based. Yeah. Um, That's why. That's why he's so his ring is so different from all the others. And that's why Except he's... Except Kingdom Come. It's the same. It is? I it's thought Kingdom Come made it like he's more of a Hal Jordan character. They... they for that story in particular, they made it more like a Hal Jordan. Yeah, that was like huge. the ring base. Yes. Um, but the re- his weakness to wood is actually because it's magic-based. It, it couldn't affect 
it was supposed to be like you're not supposed to affect the like the, earth, the, earth. the green. Oh yeah, you can't hit the green. That's yeah. cool. That's a good spin on that. That's I didn't why. Notice that. That's why it's wood. It's yeah, not and anything. Solomon Grundy is his biggest enemy, who becomes his best friend in the Earth Two stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, well, no. Solomon. Yeah. Solomon Grundy was uh the he's representative the of the Rock. Yeah. He's or, the, or the Rock. I mean. The Rock. On Earth Two, the Earth Two comic of New Fifty Two, not the original Earth Two. Yeah. But yeah, he's that's undead. Cool. Yeah. So. Yes, that's the small history of Green Lantern. Nice. Well, Alan Scott, give us some Hal Jordan. All right, so... The best Green Lantern. I know. <laughs> because there's so Except many, like... Parallax. So that's publication history of Alan Scott. Well, not even a publication history. That was just Alan Scott. Yeah. Um, the writer was Bill Finger, by the way. Oh, cool. Yep, so that's uh, really cool. Um, he did have a sidekick named... Uh, uh, he had a dog sidekick named Streak. He had actually uh, a green mask. He had a green dog. Yeah, no, that girl wasn't green. The mask was I green. I know, like, the dog was green on it. Um, and after that, we have Hal Jordan. Uh, created by... Uh, Silver Age Green Lantern was created by John Broom and Jim, Gil Kane in Showcase number 22. As a behest of ed- ed- editor Julius Schwartz. Um, so, Green Lantern Volume 2 started publication in August 1960. And the series spotlighted the Silver Age Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. And introduced the Manson mythology surrounding... Surrounding Hal's forebearers in the GLC, Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> including the introduction of Sinestro in issue number seven. Um, Hal, uh, would be the main focus of the title, um, free, oh, sorry, the main, uh, Green Arrow, Jordan, Hal, Jordan, and, sorry, I was right as Green Arrow, uh, Lantern. Green Arrow, Jordan, Hal, Jordan, the main title, um, when Denny O'Neill, rest in peace, and, uh, Neil Adams, uh, took over the issue, uh, took over the series beginning with issue 76 in April 1970. And ending with issue 122 in November 1979. This was when the highly political stuff. We talked about it with Ryan. Yeah, right, on, right, right, right. Like episode 10 was the controversial yes. stuff, yeah. Um, and it tied in with the Snowbird. Yes, that's all that Snowbird's on Fly. That's the whole uh, Black Canary. It's the drug stuff and yes. the Black Canary wedding and the, yeah. So, after that, um, Green Lantern pretty much was the same until Green Lantern kind of stayed the same. Until he started killing everybody. No, um, that's way <laughs> jump ahead. Um... In issue, and this is kind of like a nod to John Stewart, which we'll get to next. Um, John Stewart was uh, introduced in. I forget that in a second, actually. Yeah, I won't skip. I won't skip that far ahead. So the Green Lantern book itself, like I said, the big problem with going publication history. Green Lantern Volume Two includes two other Green Lanterns that show up in that book: Guy Gardner, and Hal Jordan. Uh, Guy Gardner and John Stewart also yeah. appear there in that run. But I'll focus on Hal, uh, Hal Jordan. Um. How Jordan, um, the limitations of the ring, again, the, the ring is science-based. Um, he can't use uh, yellow. The reason, the actual real-world reason why he can't use yellow is because it's supposed to be fear. He can't use yellow, he can't fight yellow. No, sorry, he can't fight it. He's fighting, he's weak to yellow because it was representing sort of fear. Yeah, and that was always kind of the thing because it's supposed to be like yellow is a slang term for fear. Yeah. Being chicken, scary yeah. cat type of thing from back in the day. Um, yellow belly. Yes. Where it comes from. Exactly. Um, this is also the reason why they switched to more science space. Um, this is when, during the Silver Age, they shifted a lot of their books to science space. Um, this was the introduction of Marshall Manhunter, the introduction of Captain Comet, um, uh, Barry Allen Flash, which was a scientist. Uh, I mean, even Jay was a scientist, but it was more high science stuff. Yeah, Barry Allen was a forensic scientist, I believe. Yes, uh, I know um, Jay was a physicist. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Hal was an Air Force pilot. That, Bad boy. Yes. So I'll go over his origin real quick. Hal Jordan was a um, test pilot for Ferris Aircraft. Um, during one of, t- one of the tests, he crash lands his uh, plane, 
where he ends up seeing and meeting a crash, uh, another crash aircraft. And this ends up being a spacecraft piloted by Alpin Sir, who is dying, uh, who then gives him the ring uh, off his finger. Because he he's chosen, yeah. uh, quote unquote. Um, and that's how he becomes actually Green Lantern. So that's the history. It's actually a cool sequence in the movie. Even though the movie's terrible, yes. the opening is pretty good. Yes. So again, these are, I'm going over brief ones so I can cover everybody. Yeah. So this is like really the, your your small little mm, yeah. taste of yeah. how's your day. Mm. Like just a little nibble. It's a little nibble of how's your day. Just little bits. Little green little, bits. Little bits. Just little bits. All right. So we are going to jump to... John Stewart. John Stewart. Voiced by Phil Lamar always. Well, yeah, duh. Until Actually, I lied. Except for one. We're going to talk about Bronze, the Bronze Age. Because this is because Guy Gardner technically is next. What? Guy Gardner came before John. This is blasting yes. me. In the late 60s, Guy Gardner appeared as a second choice to replace Albert Sir as Green Lantern of uh, Space Sector 2814. Gardner was First. a candidate to receive Albert Sir's ring, but Jordan was closer. This placed him <laughs> as a backup for Green, La- or backup Green Lantern for Jordan. But early so what for- was Guy Gardner doing? Like, jogging? No, so when Aubin Sir, they've expanded the story a lot lately. Uh, not lately, uh, well, over probably the years. In the Red Lantern story. No, no, even Lantern way was... before that. Oh, before that. Even I before that. that. So when Aubin Sir crashed, Hal didn't immediately find him. The ring went off to find someone. So it, and then passed, it brought him back to the ship? And then it swung back around because they couldn't find one. Because at one point, even they've even showcased that Superman could clock could have been chosen. That would have been sick. When he was younger. And then Batman would have been chosen too because they have a bunch of stories like that. Oh, yeah. But, but they younger, showed Clark. At one point, and someone else wasn't. It wasn't Batman though. And then, it, oh, because they show they show Guy Gardner, and it's the ring swapped back around, yeah. and then went to Hal because he was closer, mm-hmm. which was weird. That's funny. Um, but early in his career as Green Lantern, the tragedy struck Gardner as a power battery blew up in his face, putting him in a coma for years. What? Yeah, that's crazy. During Crash on Infernerts, the Guardians split into faction, one of which appointed the newly revived Gardner as a champion. As a result of using Comer, Guy was mostly unstable. Although he still mostly managed to fight valiantly, he had gone through uh, many changes, including wasting the Yellow Ring, gaining and losing his Rodarian powers, and then that brings us to Green Lantern Rebirth, uh, and then the Honor Guard stuff. With the red? No, it was Green Lantern Rebirth uh, is when he just, this, when they introduced the Honor Guard and stuff. This one, yeah. that was Resurrection, Hal Jordan, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. big points, I didn't talk about Hal Jordan, by the way. Um, at one point, he... Um, Coast City blows up. Yeah, so I didn't want to. I wanted to shift that closer to um, yeah. So it was the Kyle stuff, but I might as well talk about it now because I'm gonna have to bring it up with John Stewart yeah. to explain because they were all introduced during that second volume of Green Lantern yeah. before I jump to the third one. So it's volume two of Green Lantern. The reason why Hal Jordan is no longer in the book and he later becomes a Spectre later on. Yes, he also Which becomes cool. Spectre, another Green character. Uh, so. Um, Mongo destroys Coast City during Mongo and Cyborg Superman destroy Coast City during the death of Superman story. Hal Jordan decides that he can resurrect everyone using the power of the ring. The Guardians tell him, F off. He goes, no, how about I take all the rings? And he kills a bunch of lanterns. That's where you get the cover where he's the like, ten rings. all the rings. Yes. That's also where you get the lost lanterns from. Yeah. That's all the people he killed and they got resurrected later. He then uh, goes into the central power battery, absorbs all the power, uh, which we now later know later on. He also absorbed the entity known as Parallax, who yep, is trapped in it, he and he becomes already. Parallax. He then goes and fights the heroes on and off up until zero hour, where he redeems himself by helping restart the universe um, from the brink of destruction. And then, with his sacrifice, his soul moves on to heaven, which then becomes the host to Spectre. And then Green Lantern Rebirth is the fight between Spectre and Parallax embodiments of Hal Those Jordan. John's again, yes. who also did Flash Rebirth. <laughs> yes. Um, again, this is only the brief the brief history of Hal Jordan. Um, because again, Hal Jordan is the main Green Lantern we all know. He's the 
he's the biggest. Yes, because yeah. again, we bring once Hal's back from Green Lantern Rebirth, we then get things like the Green Lantern story of things like it's Jeff Johns' ten year run on yeah. it. So it's like Black Blackest Night, Night um, Brightest Day, uh, Rage of Red Lanterns. Uh, help me here. I'm all the other fading. colors yeah. show up. Yeah, I, yes, that's all part of the. the I, I want to call it the Muscle Spectrum story. Yeah, that's part of his story. Yeah, it's the Central Core War. That's what yeah. I couldn't think of it for a second. Those are his big stories. Mm-hmm. So if it seems like I'm jumping over it. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm trying not to cover ten years of one character. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was Guy. So Guy's Garden story also uh, entails him. Sorry, I'm trying waking not to... Waking up from a coma? <coughs> waking up from... Yes, waking up from a coma. Um, he was originally appears in Green Lantern number 59 in March 1968. Uh, although the character was changed significantly by the 80s... Uh, in the 80s, we're seeing Steve Englehart and Joe Stratton, who turned him into uh, the macho, red-headed, American... All, like, all-American... Dumb, dumb, dumbass he is. Um, we love him. You do. That's <coughs> Danny's favorite. I know. Um, Stratton, um, so, so, he ended up losing his powers. I always told, like, that's the guy got in a warrior series. Yeah. Where also he can make guns out of his arms and shit. Mm-hmm. It's because he's also a Verdarian. Um, he's also, he's half human, half Verdarian. He's actually not all human. What? Yes. Dude, I don't know anything. You about didn't know that? that? I don't know anything about Guy Gardner. Oh my god. I know he's like the douchey one. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, he was actually half, um, like half. Vardarian? Yes, Vardarian. Is that what that chick, the blonde chick is? With the pointed ears? No. Okay. Because she looks vaguely human, is what I was saying. Mm. Oh, yeah. She's like a human variant. Yeah. Yeah, no. She actually, uh, no. She was actually a child that Hal Jordan dated. And when I say child, I mean she's 15 years old. That's weird. Let's not talk about that. Let's keep going. <laughs> like, you're afraid? Let's talk about Jon Stewart. <laughs> you're afraid? Oh, yeah. And so, big things that guy wore the yellow ring for a while. They stole from Sinestro. Um, he was a member of Justice League International, and he got his face punched in by Batman. He was in Justice League International and Europe and Arctic and Antarctica and whatever forever because he's he always been like the Green Lantern of not. In he's been the Green Lantern Batman. of not the main Justice League. Yes, and this is his Rodarian suit. Oh, cool! Yes, so that was that. And we are John now on Stewart. We were talking about my boy. I know. I'm getting there. It. He's it one of the me... better Green Lanterns. I know. Relax. It takes me a bit to get there. <laughs> So going from Guy Gardner, we're going to, to the other backup Green Lantern, which is uh, John Stewart, um, military man. I know, I love John Stewart. He's and one he, of the better ones. He is one of my favorite. He's like the leader now, basically. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, John Stewart debuted in Green Lantern 2011, Volume Two, uh, Number 78. The title is called 2011. Oh, I was like, he came out in 2011. There's no, no fucking way. No, that's, that's the title <laughs> of the book. Okay. Which was December 1971, January. There we go. There we go. Uh, when artist Neil Adams came up with an idea of a substitute Green Lantern, the decision was the decision to make the character black resulted from a controversy between Adams and editor Julius Schwartz, in which Adams recounts saying that given the racial makeup of the world population, we ought to have a black lan- black Green Lantern, not because sense. we're liberals, but because it makes sense. And this was why he became DC's first black superhero. Yeah. John Stewart has become a major recurring character in the Green Lantern mythos within the DCU. He be- prom- became the primary character of Green Lantern Volume 2 from issues 182 to 2000, so 200. I was like, whoa! I know, 200, <laughs> I know. I, we missed a couple issues in there, right? <laughs> missed a couple thousand. Uh, 200, when Hal Jordan relinquished his place in the GLC. He continued starring the book when the child changed to Green Lantern Corps from issue 201 to 224. He would continue to make uh, key we- key appearances in Action Comics Weekly after GLC was cancel- uh, canceled, and then he took the headliner 
in Green Lantern Mosaic. That's where he also got the excuse me, the, the Mosaic title. Yeah. Um, for those, uh, so basic background, uh, real background, he is a U.S. Uh, He's a Marine. Mar- uh, Retin Marine from Detroit, Michigan. He was selected as a backup uh, Green Lantern for then-current Hal Jordan after previous backup Guy Gardner was uh, injured in a car, in a car accident. No, he was in a car accident. Oh, okay, he wasn't in a coma this time. No, not yet. <laughs> Although Jordan objected to the decision after seeing that Stewart had a bullshit attitude towards authority figures, the Guardian stood by the decision and chided Jordan for his supposed big, uh, bigoted outlook on the issue. Jesus, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan explained that he Jordan had to fight it at some point. I know that uh, Jordan explained that he felt that even though Stewart might have the integrity for the task, he obviously would have a chip on his shoulder, uh, bigger than Gibraltar. So the, the biggest reason why he was in, because again, the real story why it's because they wanted to add more black characters because it makes sense. And uh, yeah, he became DC's first black superhero, which was really cool. Uh, major stories for um, for oh my god for uh, John Stewart was um, clearly his first appearance. After that, Green Lantern. I'm going to. I'm going to say Green Lantern Mosaic when he became the master builder, which he actually built. He actually took care of a thing called uh, uh, Mosaic World. He became the master builder, like in the Lego movies. <laughs> I know. Um, he took care of a world, a thing, place called uh, Mosaic World, which, if you want to think about it, think uh, Secret Wars. How it was all green? Uh, no, no. How it was all patch? How Secret Wars was all patchwork worlds? Uh, okay, gotcha. That's yeah, what he took care of. Makes yeah, sense. he took. He took care of that. He became the master builder. Uh, however, uh, tragedy struck Hal Jordan. Um, uh, sorry, Hal Jordan. Stark John, uh, when Hal was possessed by a parallax and destroyed both the Guardians and Social Power Battery, uh, robbing John of his newfound abilities and his resurrected wife, because he was able to resurrect his wife with his new powers as the Master Builder. Later on, he would join the Dark Stars. Um, then after that, um, Green Lantern Rebirth. That's everyone's Green Lantern story. Um, and they, that's the start of the Honor Guard for John. Uh, another major story later on, which would be in Green Lantern: Blackest Night, is when he actually, actually, when he actually has to kill Mogo, uh, who's the game, living planet. Yes, who's game possessed, and uh, that's ego. Mogo is the Green Lantern planet. That's technically the living planet. Still. I said Mogo. No, you did, but I said the living planet. Oh yeah, yeah. it's still the same thing. This is the multiple living planet. Technically, planets. yes. Um, where he had to kill uh, Mogo uh, during their symmetrical war. Um, after that, uh, Blackest Night, Brightest Day, all the fun stuff. Uh, and that brings us to now, which he pretty much is, like you said, the leader of the, yeah, the GLC. Um, also, major things for us, for people that know, he's also the main Green Lantern that we grew up with on the anime TV show. Yeah, Justice League. Oh, man. I Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, he and is. And like, Static Shock, he made a couple appearances. Here and there, yes. So now we jump to volume two, sorry, volume three of... Fridge, Green, fridge, uh, fridge, 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 fridge. I get it, I know. <laughs> hey, we got Gail Simone out of that, so we're good. So we jump to Kyle Rayner. I like him, but Fridge. All right, so publication history real quick. Created by Ron Mars and artist Daryl Banks, Kyle Rayner first appeared in Green Lantern Volume Fiend number 48, 1994, as part of the Emerald Twilight story, in which Green, DC Comics replaced Green Lantern Hal Jordan with Rayner, who stole the Green Lantern, who stole the Green Lantern ring for years uh, until 1990s. Oh, sorry, who's the sole Green Lantern up to 1999? That's stolen, sorry. Yeah. In DC Comics, uh, DC Stark Green Lantern until the mid-2000s, during which period he was also known as Ion. Uh, following Jordan's return in Green Lantern uh, Rebirth, again, everyone goes back to Rebirth, um, he would then go off from the Ion to later become the Honor Guard, and then become the White Lantern. And now he's been the White Lantern, and then all prophecy And now he's back to Green. And now he's back to Green, which is dope. Because of the Swiss Wall, I think. All right, so Swallow and Omega Men, which was written by Tom King. Yes, one of his first DC books, I believe. I believe. Don't quote me on that. Michael Walter. It was definitely before Mister Miracle, though. Yes, but it was 
at the same time as Vision, I think? I think he was doing Vision and this around at the same, same time. Around the same time. This is where he started introducing his nine-panel structure. Yes. It was the first as a Mega Man. So, we were jumping to his actual comic book uh, in universe history. Before he acquired the Green Lantern power, Kyle Rayner was a struggling but gifted freelance comic book artist who was raised in North Hollywood and lived in Los Angeles. Yeah, what's really cool about Kyle is, so, every character they introduced before, like, every Green Lantern before that, besides, like, Sinestro, because he's an alien, is, like, a military-based guy or someone who uses jets and guns and baseball bats and he's all-American freedom and stuff. But they introduce Kyle, and he's throwing out dragons and robots, and he's, like, using, like, weird, like, just, just these interesting... Things. Th- yeah, he's using these things, because he, he has an imagination, as opposed yes. to everyone who's just a military boy. It's true, actually. Um, Kyle was raised by his mother as an only child. His father abandoned his mother when she was pregnant. It was later revealed that his father was a Mexican-American CIA agent named Gabriel Velasquez, and that Aaron Rayner was merely an alias. Kyle and his mother lived in a very modest lifestyle until he reached adulthood. After Hal Jordan grief stricken over the destruction of his home hometown of Coast City, where on a man rampage, killing various members of GLC and the Guardians of the Universe, Kyle was found by the last surviving Guardian in the universe, Gethin. Gethin gave Kyle Rainer the last working Greenland power ring that would allow him to conjure any form of matter or energy to sheer willpower. Gethin's reason for choosing Kyle to bear the ring has never been been made completely apparent aside from Rainer having been in the right place at the right time. Prior to bequeathing the ring upon Rainer, Gethin simply utters, you will have to do. (laughs) Kyle has always been kind of the one, he struggles with that a lot in the books actually. Where he's like, I don't know why I was chosen, there's never really a reason, and then he always proves himself at the end of the arc. Yes, he does. Except for the fridge. I know. (laughs) Oh, we know. Because that's a whole different freaking thing. So we'll talk about a little bit about Kyle's big stuff in the comics. So now we can finally jump to Greenland to Volume 3, 1990 to 2004. Um, after Emerald Twilight, um, you get to see Kyle as the last Green Lantern. Um, Kyle, during these years, would actually eventually join um, the Justice League and Grant Morrison's JLA run. Yeah. He would be Ion in the Green Lantern series, which is the, is the torchbearer or, or like the kind of like the symbol of the GLC. Yeah. Um, way after... Uh, Hal Jordan's resurrection in, in Green Lantern Rebirth. Mm-hmm. So he became the prophesized yellow, uh, White Lantern. Um, he, which, so like the New Guardians and like the brightest. Well, he was. Uh, yeah, he became the yellow, uh, the White Lantern in Blackest Night, right? I thought it was Brightest Day. Brightest Day. I get the I get, both, I get the ending confused. I think it's because they both they fell back to back. Yeah, they fell, I forget yeah, which one. Blackest and black, brightest. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then later on, he became the head of the New Guardians, which that book should have been way different than it was. It was pretty good, though. It lasted a while. It did. It was basically one of each Spectrum hanging out. Yeah, but it should have been way different. Orange only has one. Yeah. Life, well, it should have also been an actual New Guardian. Now, I won't bitch and complain now. Um, you mean they would have replaced the old Guardians? Yeah, that's what it should have been. But... Yeah, interesting. I still like what they did. And then after that, uh, Kyle... Man. Yes. Uh, Kyle is briefly killed, quote-unquote, by the Omega Man, and it's just, he's faking his death, and he becomes one of the Omega Men. Uh, That's like a 12-issue book, and then he goes back to the GLC with the Green Lantern. Yep, and then GLC. He's been in GLC forever. Um, And then he was in Titans. Yeah, and then Titans After No Justice, which was weird. Um, With Kyle, the big thing with Kyle is that he ends up... All the big storylines is the death of his girlfriend, Alex DeWitt. Fridge. uh, Which is why Hunter keeps saying fridge. (laughs) Uh, His girlfriend was murdered by Major Force. Her body was stuffed in the fridge. Uh, uh, um, Kyle finds the body in the fridge... 
And then that's the whole fidget thing. They, they only, because she wasn't around. She was maybe around for maybe not even six issues. She was around for four issues, and they fridged her. And they killed her. Yeah. Uh, only to progress the storyline for uh, Kyle. Yeah, that's where Fridgen came from, where Gail Simone wrote a huge thing about introducing female characters to just to die so the main character has something to do. It's very true, though. It is. It's really sad, actually. And it's hard not to fridge characters. I know. Now when you think because it's not only just women, you can fridge everybody. Yes, but fridge probably. animals, you can fridge males. It's mostly females. It's the death of a character to propose of normally a male character's storyline forward because there's yes. nothing else going on with them. Um, and Kyle also slightly also became parallax for a little bit during Sinatra Core. Yeah, which is cool. Other than that, that's pretty much the four main Those are the green, big ones. Yes, four main big Green Lanterns. And then back in uh, what New Fifty Two, they introduced yes. Simon, and then later on Jessica. in New Fifty Two, they introduced. So Jessica now we're talking about these power ring. I want to talk about two other the other two main Green Lanterns of now canon uh, continuity, and I'll talk about some others real yeah. quick. Uh, starting off with Simon Baz, he's a Lebanese American Muslim from Detroit. Hey, I don't know why he doesn't know Guy. Um, uh, you mean John? John, that's why I'm saying. I think he does know John. Ooh, that's a shame. I think he does know John. I was just going to say, never mind. Uh, Suburb of Dearborn, Michigan. First appearing in New 52, Free Comic Book, Free Comic Book Day number one. That's what that's we should have made the spin out of. Yeah. Before making his first full appearance in Green Lantern number zero, during the rise of the Third Army story, written by Jeff Johns, he was caught by police uh, street racing in a stolen car with an armed bomb in the, in the back of a van. Yeah. While being questioned by authorities, Sinestro's Green Ring chose Simon as his next ring bearer recruiting him. Yeah, because Sinestro was good in the right, yes. right in the beginning of New 52, he was good. Uh, the squirrel like Lantern, uh, G, I don't know how to pronounce that. It just, just roll with it. Follows uh, becoming Baz's mentor and friend. Just, <laughs> the Justice League Adventure that tracks down Baz and questions him about how he came in possession of, the, of a Green Lantern ring. Batman tries his arm, uh, Simon's ring by removing, removing Simon's ring, Simon's ring, but the oh, defense mechanisms of the ring prevent this. Um, later on, um, he would join Justice League of America. Mm-hmm. With, um, uh, Green Arrow, Catwoman, Martian Man, Adam Strange. Uh, no. No. Yeah, it turns into United. Yeah, that turns into United. The actual lineup was Catwoman, Hawkman. Oh, Vibe. Vibe. Yeah. Uh, Stargirl, Catwoman. Yeah, Martian Man, Man Hunter. Adam doesn't join until, uh... He was in the opening of that series. Adam doesn't join until United. Yes, Adam Sorry. and a bunch of them. Yeah, Booster Gold doesn't join until United. Nah. Um, Think about Tom King. Yeah, I know you are. Always think about Tom. <laughs> um, he would actually continue to be uh, the Green Lantern in that book, and then after that, he eventually joins the Justice League along with uh, Jessica. Um, briefly. Has, briefly, but he also ends up becoming partners with Jessica. Yeah, for the Green Lantern series written by yes. Sam Humphreys. So the next um, Green Lantern, first mentioned in Green Lantern number 20, as the first female Green Lantern on Earth. By the way, that was actually foreshadowed in Jeff Johns. This is from Jeff Johns' run. Yeah. Jessica Cruz was a young Latin American woman who was forced to become, tr- become the unwilling host to the evil Ring of a Thum. After powering, does in his ultimate forever evil. Yes, and forever evil. Although she's technically not, so she's not technically powering, as she's not a member of the crime syndicate and has no association association with the organization. For the namesake, they were just double powering, yeah. and she was powering for a long she's time. Powering for like the first thirty issues she was in. Yes, up until Dark Side War, which is like <clears> the end <throat> of the Justice League run. Right. So when her, she's actually trapped, um, Rathum, she's trapped in the ring, and Rathum takes over Jessica's body. She was able, yeah, uh, just yeah. so you pronounce it weird the first time. Yeah, anyway. So in Rathum, when she's uh, Rathum takes over her body, and then Jessica eventually fights, wills her way out of the ring, and beats Rathum for control of her body. Um, then um, after uh, after the battle. Uh, while Justice mourns her dead body because she definitely died from it because the Black Racer touched her, mm-hmm. a Green Lantern ring appears and she's made the sixth Lantern of Earth. 
No one knows why. You can't get enough of him. No, we should actually in continuity never explain why. Well, because she had the power ring and she was worthy enough, she had enough full power to succumb, yeah. or to overcome whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then Green Lantern Rebirth, and once she meets up with Simon Basque, again, there's another Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, the Rebirth series. Happens, yeah. yeah, Green Lantern Which Rebirth, Green not Lantern the main. Yeah. Um, she meets up with Simon Which to, to like battle Manhunter, and then they realize that Hal um, has, uh, has been out um, in space and they need two replacements for Earth, because, again, so for, for everything in, like, kind of position of where everyone is and why the two of them become the protectors of Earth. How's the four off, big ones are up in space. How's off in space doing whatever? He's doing his solo stuff. This is before Grant Morrison. Yes. Um, Kyle is a White Lantern. He's with the New Guardians and up in space stuff. And then he's Omega Men too. No, this is after oh, no, this that. this is after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's New not Guardians. White Lantern. He's this back to green. No, this is... He's white at this point. He's green. He's been green this since New Guard- Rebirth. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, sorry, Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just up in space with Hal and Guy. He's, yeah, he's up in space um, with, Hal, with, 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 John, with John and... With John and Guy running the GLC. Jo- yeah. uh, Kyle and um, Guy are part of the Honor Guard, and... and John has taken over the lead, pretty much. And they get stuck in, like, the source wall, and they do the multiverse thing. And yes. Like, yeah. Guy and John are, end up being buddy cops while Hal and Kyle have to, like, kind of keep the GLC together while everyone else is gone, because they also take Kilowog and, like, Sornik as well. That's yeah. saying the Oblivion and stuff. Yeah, uh, Green Lantern Oblivion. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. Oblivion. Edge of Oblivion, yes. Or Edge to the Oblivion, something like that. Yes. Um, and that is Jessica. Oh, Jessica. Oh, so after that, Jessica and uh, Dave leads the series Green Lanterns. But then she's the Phantom Ring. Which is cool. Yes. One of my favorite stories in recent memory. It really is good. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the two newish lanterns. Oh, the three newish lanterns. Yes. I forgot about the other one from you. So we're going to run this real quick. I'll do run the canon dinner. one first. Let's do Teen Lantern. Yes. Um, that is Teen Lantern. I always forget her name, but I'm so glad that I don't remember her actual human name. Yeah. Uh, so she was introduced in Young Justice number one, I believe. Yes, she And she is a young girl from probably Detroit, only because no, she's from South America. Junkyard. She is? She's from South America. Yes, she's from Brazil. What? Yes. I didn't read the book. I, just, I read the book. I saw her origin. And uh, she was getting it's Kelly uh, Quintella. She was in Institution in Young Justice uh, 513 number 1, mm-hmm. uh, 2019, technically. Last year. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Um, her, she's actually unfamiliar with the Green Lantern, but uh, her actual origin is that her and her brother were scavenging uh, pieces uh, the from the junkyard, and they run across an alien, a guy killing an alien, uh, and that guy has a battery pack very similar to Hal Jordan's Renegade story. Yeah, when he had like that weird battery pack yes. thing. He has something, she, that alien has something similar. Uh, it's like a prototype. Kelly, yes. So Kelly goes to talk to the guy, and she can't understand him. She thinks he's choosing her to become a lantern. Because she's selfish. Cause she's, no, because she's a child. She's like five or six at this point. No, she's a teenager. I thought it was before she... I thought she was working on it for a couple of years before she came nope. out as Teen Lantern. No, nope, it was like... Are you sure? I remember her being really young. Nope. She's a teenager. Full teenager. Mm, don't think so. Continue. Nope, she's full teenager. I, I have the series. Continue. I, you don't read Young Justice. Anyway. So, uh, she ends up... Her and her brother go there. Um, she ends up... Um, Taking the prototype because she thinks she's getting chosen as a Green Lantern. Her and her brother work on it for a little bit, and then she flies away. And that's how she, then she shows up in Daniel's issue one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, now we'll talk about the other two. One is definitely not canon, uh, which is from the Green Lantern Legacy um, OGN. DC Inc. or DC Zoom or Either DC way. the young adult one. Yeah. Um, I have no Potentially canon soon from what we see in this book, maybe. No, he's not. Just continue. Did you read talking. the book? Just, no, not yet. Continue talking. Do you want me to spoil the book for you? Just fucking anyway, go. So, he's not canon because his grandmother replaced Hal Jordan. There's no Hal Jordan in that universe. Whatever, dude. So anyway. There's a million Green Lanterns of Earth. 
Anyway. They can fit him into the timeline. They can't. There is no Hal Jordan. That's the whole point. Because he's in space and nobody knows where he went. No. Don't be in a dick. Fucking go. The ring chose his great grandma. Chooses grandmother. And when she's young. Uh, when she's young and she has it, and then her, then the ring as her as her backup Green Lantern is John Stewart. Mm-hmm. There is no Hal Jordan. There's only the two of them, um, as Earth Green Lantern. Um, but yeah, so the kid takes over the uh it's from Green Lantern Legacy. He takes over. It's kind of a cool spin because it mixes. Um, Asian mythicism with the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Uh, very reminiscent of how Jordan, of uh, Alan Scott's uh, magic ring. And his outfit looks sick. Yes, it's really cool. It's, it's actually a pinup in here. Yeah. Uh, for him. Then, uh, we're talking about Joe. Maybe Cannon. Maybe we not. Don't we yet. don't know. Uh, we'll see young animal goes. Joe Miller. Joe Mueller uh, or Miller? Mueller. Uh, Mueller. I, I'm not 100% She's from Far Sector. Far Sector Young Animal Yes. Her ring, a uh, mysterious new lantern animal. who is given a ring or probationary status. Uh, Joe was sent, to, sent from Earth to keep peace in a far sector on the outskirts of Lantern jurisdiction. It's basically a planet that has never had a murder in like 500 years. Until and when now. she gets there, there's a murder. Yeah. Pretty cool. She's been there for a little bit, though. She's been there for like a couple months, maybe. She, she talks about how she misses home so much because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I've read the first six or seven issues. I didn't read the last two, though. I've been caught I up haven't, with stuff. Honestly, I haven't read it at all. You read I, the first I, I, read, I read the first couple yeah. issues. I haven't once they, once they brought it back after uh, during stuff. I yeah. just pick and choose my stuff. Um, that's the canon ones. Um, so I mentioned Kilowog, um, Earth Two, uh, Earth, Earth Two, two Alan, Alan Scott. Scott. Talked about before. Besides besides the actual Alan Scott, yeah, like besides Earth, Earth two, two Alan Scott, um, Golden Age Alan Scott, there isn't Alan Scott from Earth Two, in the sense of the New Fifty Two Earth Two. Yeah, there's also a bunch of the dimension green. stuff like the hippie one. Then there's. I mean, it's uh, Obinsur, but he's like a sorcerer. Then yes. there's Batman. And, I know. Yeah. Uh, Obinsur cool. is a big honorable mention. He's the one. He's the first, he's the second or third Green Lantern of Sector Two Eight One Four. Um, he's the one who gives the ring to um Hal. He's also Sinestro's father-in-law. Yeah, I think it's father-in-law or brother-in-law. Yeah, one. I always forget it's the two. In, he's an in-law. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yes, he is. Um, Sinestro himself. Yes, and was a, was a big honorable mention. He was green for a long time. Yes. And then he got overshadowed by Hal a lot, and he got jealous and became yellow. No, the reason why he actually got... That's what I thought happened. No, he, um, the Guardian stripped away his ring because he was using yeah. the ring to uh, uh, turn uh, Quagar uh, into a dictatorship. He made a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then they stripped away his ring, and then he was banished to the Antimatter, uh, Antimatter Universe in Quag, where he forged his own yellow lantern ring uh, with those guys. Off the basis of fear and no. relax. Nope, not even. It wasn't fear based. No. It was just yellow at first. It was yellow. When did it become fear? It wasn't fear until later on during Justin's run. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Oh, cool. It was that was a new thing because his actual ring itself was based on um, antimatter quarry, uh, quarks uh, weaponers because <laughs> their weapons were the only thing that affected the, the guardians because that's the, they're with the antimatter um, composite of the guardians of the universe. So those are the smallest, briefest histories of the GLC of Green Lanterns. Uh, so let's ask Hunter, what's your favorite GLC? Your favorite Green Lantern? Hal Jordan. Favorite story? He's just so cool. Um, well, favorite story. Why Hal Jordan? Because you're basic, I, that's why. I'm basic. Well, no, it's because I started reading during New 52. You have to remember this. Mm. A lot of my characters and stories come from New 52. Yes, I know Rebirth, and I know Blackest Night, and all the Jeff John stuff, but I started with um, New, New 52, and then I went backwards. So mm. Hal Jordan was just a cool, like, and then I watched the movie. But that didn't make me like it anymore. Fair. But it was it was like, oh cool, it's Hal Jordan. Um, but just seeing how Hal acted is kind of like he's kind of like easygoing and he's like fun and he's like cool to hang out with. Like yeah. that's the kind of personality I like to think I have, where I'm just kind of like chill or relaxed. 
And Is it though? I, I kind of wing it, as they mm-hmm. say. And that's a very Hal Jordan thing. He just kind of wings it. Well, you'll see Jon Stewart and like Kyle try to make up plans. Hal just goes, I'm going in. As they said in Justice League War, don't worry, Green Lantern's got this. And then he gets beat the shit out of him. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the kind of Hal Jordan I like. That's fair. The gung-ho. All right, so Who's your favorite Lantern? Al Scott. Yeah. I'm, I'm an old yeah. man. I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> classics. I'm an old man trapped in a young man's body. And like we said before, Danny is uh, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. Because we were talking about it with him the other day. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, I just ate a whole bunch of um, ginger from my and wasabi. Sushi. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> my face. Clearing out those sinuses. Hell yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, um, my favorite Green Lantern for those who don't know me, and that well, by now you know I'm an old school fanatic. You like Jay Garrick? We know you like Alan Scott. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I love Alan Scott. Not only do I like Alan Scott um, because of the class stuff, I do like when he became Sentinel. I do like when, um, which is when he actually took the Star Heart and put it inside himself. And was able to use the powers without a ring. Um, I do like the fact that he was able to rebuild his relationship with his daughter and son, which are Jade and Obsidian mm-hmm. uh, from Infinity Inc. Later on, uh, just, uh, just and then numbers. you did like his Earth Two run. and his Earth Two. Well, yeah, the Earth Two book was amazing, but my actual favorite will always be mainstream original yeah, Earth or, Two OG Earth Two OG Earth the Two Society. Alan Scott um, and current Alan Scott. Um, and your favorite storyline with him is Kingdom Come. No. <laughs> Uh, my favorite Green Lantern story is actually um, Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah. That's my favorite Green Lantern story. Green Lantern Reborn. Reborn. That's what it is. No, it's called Rebirth. Oh, it's Flash Reborn. Yeah, it's Flash Reborn. It my bad. No, it's Flash Rebirth. It's all Rebirth. There's one that's Reborn. No, they're both Rebirth. This is a Reborn one. The only reason anyway. why I know that I was taking out my, uh, what is it called, on my bookshelf after you guys left yesterday. Yeah. And I, uh, it's both Reborn, uh, it's both Rebirth, and I'm like, I hate when I'm trying to explain to people, like, oh, yeah, Green Lantern Rebirth. Oh, you mean Green Lantern Rebirth? No. Not that Green Lantern Rebirth. The OG, the Jeff Johns one. Oh, yeah, Green Lantern Rebirth. Not Joshua Williamson. The Jeff Johns one. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, when you think Rebirth, think Jeff Johns. Not... not... This is what we're talking about, Flash and Green Lantern. Yes. We'll say Uh, the Williamson run if we talk about the Williamson run. (laughs) Which is good. The reason why it was so cool, one, it was a cool way for new readers to jump into Green Lantern, and it was a way to reintroduce uh, Hal Jordan, who is many people's Green Lantern. And we've explained this before. Um, not every, your generation grew up with knowing that generation's. I was a John Stewart, Kyle Rayner guy. That was supposed if, to be... if I if I read the books, I was Kyle. If I watched the shows, I was John. Yeah. But like I said, I started reading with Hal. Yeah, so that's why he's your Green Hal's Lantern. Game. Like my mm-hmm. Green Lantern should be Hal Jordan slash Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Um, because that was volume three times. Right, and then the show should be John Stewart. Um, mm-hmm. but. Alan Scott's my man. His rings magic. He doesn't have that fucking bullshit weakness. He's got a cool purple cape. And he doesn't have the, <laughs> oh man, that cape's dope. I love his cape. He's I love like the his, only superhero that has like a cool cape. Yeah, Superman's is all, cool. It's and all like and and Batman's it's all like up here, but it's, it's all like behind a, the yeah. neck. Oh, I love it. It's got the it's got the cuff up there. Um, also, I like about uh, he also doesn't have the stupid weakness of yellow. Yeah, so just uh, to wood though. Yeah, I hate. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it I can't think, hurt the green. I do that. All I in my head. Twelve finger bros. Yeah, exactly. I the one thing I wanted to see um, during Sinister Core One. I don't remember if this happened or not. It was that no, I don't think it happened. I don't think, long ago, so. Yeah, I know. I've read too much crap to remember mm. everything 100. Um, percent But so now, I know that Sinister Core Alan Scott wasn't really there. Oh no, he's old and weak at that point. Yeah, he's so, a brutal yeah. man. I know. Cause I wish I saw him. He like, was he was Jay Garrick. Yeah, he was <laughs> Jay Garrick. I wish that's the one thing I wish that they uh, used him more in Sinister Core War. Well, he's younger now. Oh yeah, Snyder stuff. And a lot of times they always kind of, and the reason why uh, when we do a JSA episode, I cover like things of why they were got turned younger, not because of like time travels. It was like time travel shenanigans made them younger. Yeah. Uh, but they like, didn't make them too young. 
Yeah, because Jay the, Garrick is still pretty old. Right. And Alan, but Alan Scott's definitely younger than Jay Garrick in the current continuity stuff, depending on where you're coming from. That's how the ring. Yeah. The sweet, sweet magic of that ring. That's why he was able, um, uh, when Jay, there's a, a scene in, which I forget, either JSA, I think JSA, uh, when Johns was writing it, um, and they were, they were talking, it was Jay and Alan talking, and he goes, they went to see... Joan, Jade's wife, and she makes a comment about Alan looking so young. Mm-hmm. And then they look at Rose, who's his wife. And she's like... Rose and Thorne, a, a that's his wife. Yeah. And Rose from Legion. Yeah, yeah. That Rose is his wife. Mm-hmm. And, like, how she looks so young, but because they both have powers, that's why they look so young yeah. still. And, like, she's like, oh, mm, Alan. <laughs> mm. I was like, oh, miss, no. yeah. So, yeah. if you had to pitch a Green Lantern story... I was going to actually ask you your favorite... Pick? Oh, yeah, we did our favorites. We did our favorites. We did our favorite stories. Yeah. What's your Green Lantern pitch, Chief? Oh, it's easy. I would do either... Would you bring Alan Scott back, or would you write, like, a classic... Alan Scott, be I able to pitch this. Alan, let me have this. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. You know, like, I've had... Bring him back to canon. <laughs> yeah, so I would actually do a series um, called... It would be, uh, be called The Lantern. It actually would be... Um, there's two stories I have. Like a history book? I've, I've, shut <laughs> up, you know man. me so well. <laughs> anyway, there's two stories. I would do, um, the one I would like to see is a history of, of Alan Scott's lantern mm-hmm. and what would happen to like after Alan passed away because clearly his ring doesn't go off to the bearer. Yeah, like, like who, his who ring, gets it in right. like, the, if, let's say it sticks just to JSA, we're on Earth 2. Where does it go after Not even JSA, Earth 2. It can be even on this Earth. Jay's ring never leaves. Yeah, who gets it, though? Would it be one yeah. of his kids, or would it be, right. like, some stranger? Because we know, like, Jade... Whoever's taking care of him in the old folks' home? Right, like, we know <laughs> Jade, for example, gets the powers. Yeah. Like, she already is embodied because she's born as a yeah, Green Lantern. And, um... So, that's what would be, like, what happens to, um... Alan's, uh, Lantern, and who becomes the new, actual, like, OG Green Lantern I th- magic. I think you could run this through with, um... With an old folks' home kind of story, like someone's taking care of Alan Scott in his old age, yeah, and, and then finds as it. he passes away, they're put they're throwing his stuff away, and his main caretaker, the main character of that story, finds the power battery and it chooses him because he was so kind to uh, Alan Scott or whatever, yeah. and then he becomes the new purple caped fancy ass Green Lantern. He or she doesn't yeah. matter. Oh man, that'd be kind of cool. I design, that, I, that could be pitchable. I have a mountain design for it because like I, I don't want to lose cape, but I'm probably lose a cape. Make it a small cape. Make It'll it a shoulder like, cape. Oh, man. I have a whole thing. <laughs> I have a whole thing. Boot, like the, uh, I have, like, space age boots that they would change. It was, like, whatever the time period would fall yeah. under, that would be... And then would follow... Then you would see, like, the next user. Like, the entire series would be, like, following the lantern itself. The each issue would follow the lantern? Yeah, it would or follow... Or would you do every... Would you do 12 and do every two issues? No, I'll probably do every issue. Okay. Because, like, it's a history of the lantern. Interesting. And be like, oh, like, you know, Jade getting it. And going like, all right, cool. And it's like, oh, and she went off and did all this other stuff as Green Lantern, and then she passed away. It would be like, like it would be Lantern Life Story. Yeah, Green Lantern Life Story, but yes. she Alan Scott. Yes, interesting. Yes, there you go. That's see, that's pitchable. It's through the Lantern itself. <laughs> yeah, instead of Alan Scott. Yeah, yeah, that I would do a um, Jade story. Interesting. I like I like Jade. Yeah, because they they once um, New Two happened, she got shafted. Yeah, and I kind of want to see Jade story. This guy I want her back because she we, might come back soon. We haven't seen her. We haven't seen her. Yes, her and Obsidian are probably coming back. Mm. More likely, so than not, they might be in the show with Star Girl. The only problem with the Green Lantern, like we don't know what's going on with Green Lantern right now, is because we have one Green Lantern book that's out of canon, which is Far Sector, mm-hmm. and then we have the Grant Morrison book, which we don't like. Not that we, not that it's bad, just because it doesn't make sense it in the current sense. continuity. Of anything. And Far Sector is not 
outer canon, it just doesn't matter. Just in sense. Yet. It doesn't, we also don't know. Because even, even if it is, it doesn't matter because yeah, she's, she's off and doing her own thing. Yeah, she might show up in like a Green Lantern, a new Green Lantern war book. Yeah. Like, oh, look, they got her back. Yeah. But like the only teen, the only Earth Lantern we have right now that we see in books currently is yeah. Teen Lantern because <coughs> Kyle's, yeah. Kyle's book got bopped from Titans. Yep. John and Guy are just in space. Hal is doing... They're on and off in Justice League. Yeah. John's oh, on and John's off. in Justice League, that's what yeah. I mean. And then Hal is doing his own thing. Yeah. In the Grant Morrison book. So we have no, like, real Green Lantern. Because Kyle's... Oh, yeah, because Hal's story... As a Green Lantern fan, if you like Hal's story, just read Green Lantern. But the problem yeah. is... you missing, like, GLC, which you focus on all the other yeah, ones. The core... We have no core book right now. No. I think we'll get one after... Since Justice League is, like... Not... It's not done. Finch no. is still doing it. Yeah. Finch, uh... The one who writes Fitch, I think. Yes. Um, Snyder is finally off that book, so now yeah. it's back to just Justice League, so I think we're going to get a GLC book. Because I think um, Snyder wanted his Green Lantern to be kind of self-contained. Because if there was a big space war going on, Jon Stewart would go there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's the thing. It's like, and Jessica's in Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Where's Simon? Uh, he made an appear. He made a couple appearances in Odyssey, but since they're way out in space now, he has right. made an appearance. Yeah, so he was just, in the first yeah, three. just because in Odyssey, uh, John's on Justice League. Kyle and Guy are drinking. I'm assuming at the bar. Oh yeah, with Simon. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Guy also owns a bar on Oa. Yeah, he's got to have something. Yeah, and so yeah, so probably just chilling at the bar, waiting yeah. for Simon's some classic. Yeah, just, just hanging out and waiting. I guess I don't know. Yeah, my story What's is yours? not yet fully ironed out like yours is. I have a volume two and a volume three. I don't have yet a volume one. So you did it backwards. Yeah. So I started with as I want to introduce a new Green Lantern through a different multiverse because I love the multiverse stuff. So I want to introduce a like a knight based Green Lantern. Like oh, you told me this. Yeah. 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 Called the Emerald Knight, where he's a Green Lantern, but he's based off like Merlin's magic, and Merlin is actually Martian Manhunter. That's fair. Merlin Manhunter. I love myself. I'm so great at alliteration. <laughs> Well, because I wanted to make like every Avenger, uh, every Avenger, every Justice League relevant, so making Merlin in there, because he's an Arthurian legend, yeah. and putting him in Martian Manhunter, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Because he can take the form of anything. Right. So, the first volume is going to be Hal Jordan does something in space, whatever. He's going to do a space thing, he's going to fight someone on Earth, whatever. The end of volume one, we're going to see Merlin Manhunter come through a green portal and say, Hal Jordan, you're a good-ass Green Lantern, we need you to come help us fight the dragon Parallax. So in um, in that other Earth, Parallax is going to be a sorcerer who turns into a giant yellow dragon to fight the other medieval Justice League. So I have yeah. medieval Justice League planned out. I have like the Crusader, which is Batman. I have the Amazonian, obviously Wonder Woman, Superman. I forgot what I called him. Probably just Justice. But I have like like so every character is based off like an Arthurian legend character as well, like Lancelot yeah. and Percival and all them. Yeah. So the Green Knight itself is actually should yeah. just be Green Lantern. But yeah. Well, that's what he is. Yeah. He's the Emerald Knight. Yeah. And then, but the ending of that, Parallax ends up destroying the entire universe somehow. I still gotta write that in. Like, he destroys the whole of Earth-25. So, Emerald Knight doesn't know where to go, so Hal Jordan takes him into the current continuity. And then you have uh, the third volume where the Emerald Knight doesn't know what to do since he's, like, he's from Arthurian legend. Like, he's from the, the Dark Ages. So, he's riding around on an emerald horse in ta- Times Square in night armor that's all green. He doesn't know what's going on. So that would be like a fish. I like the fish out of water stories. Yeah. So having Hal Jordan have to babysit an alternate version of himself that looks vaguely like him. So it also gets confusing when um, like his girlfriend or his friends meet the, meet him and he's talking with like a weird Shakespearean accent. You've really thought this one out, man. Because I think it would be cool. We I'm haven't had like a real night-based Green Lantern, at least in my memory. I don't really remember. Like I know they have like 
Kyle wears armor, but like I mean, like no, a full medieval um, green lantern. No, they haven't. Besides, Kingdom Come, Alan Scott. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, ish. Yeah. You know, so I'd love to introduce like a, a medieval Green Lantern. I think that'd be cool because it'd be magic based, like Alan Scott. Yeah. So maybe he'd be an Alan Scott. Alan Scott. He'd be like an Alan Jordan. I need, I need, deal, I, need like I need more Alan Scott in my life. <laughs> yeah, so that's my Green Lantern pitch. There you go, man. So we'll jump into this week's store book because it's different. Again, you've said this many times. I want to say keep saying this and repeating myself. Every time we do an 80th anniversary or a big mega event or an anthology book, me and Hunter will pick one favorite story each. But first, we're going to do a rundown of all the creative teams and their stories because it's not just one character. So, starting off with Alan Scott in Darkest, uh, Dark Things Cannot Stand the Light, written by James Tinian, who's currently writing Batman. James Tynan. Tynan. It's pronounced Tynan. Tynan the Fourth. Oh, yeah, it's Tynan the Fourth. Yeah. Uh, and Gary Frank, which I love. Um, Hal Jordan in Last Will, written by Jeff Johns and penciler Ivan Reyes. Sinestro in Meaning of Fear, written by Colin Bunn, art by Dave Mankey. Green Lantern and Green Arrow in Time Alone, Danny O'Neill and uh, Mike Rell. By this the way, Danny O'Neill's final story. This is Danny O'Neill's. We don't so know. That we know. That yeah, we know that we know of. Because uh, they might have posthumous stuff that yeah. they have that he was writing when he mm-hmm. passed away. But with uh, we didn't talk about that either. Yeah, Joe Schumacher passed away, by the way. Oh, yeah, Joe Schumacher. And um, Danny O'Neill passed away last week. We didn't talk about it on the show because it was after we had yeah. recorded. Um, so yeah, this is kind of, if you are looking for it, there is a Green Lantern Green Hour cover to come and get, so definitely get that for yourself. Um, Kyle Rayner and Legacy, written by Ron Mars and Daryl Banks, it's the creative team who created him. Yeah, then we got Guy Gardner and Kilowog in Hearts of the Core, which is by Peter J. Tomasi, with art by, um, Fernando Passerin. John Stewart in Reverse the Polarity, written by Charlotte Fullerton McDuffie and Criss Cross. I don't know who Criss Cross is. Uh, the art is um, it just says inker. There's um, no penciler. I guess both story. Charlotte McDuffie is Wayne McDuffie's wife. Okay, but it just it just says storytellers, so I assume they're, they're writing the and inking it. They're writing, yes. Okay, whatever. Uh, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner in four, which is by Rob Vendetti and Raphael Sandoval. They're, he's the one that creative team did the uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, where the, all four of them were fighting Zod and stuff. Yes. Then Jessica Cruz in The Voice by um, Mariko Tamaki and Marika Andolfo. Marika Andolfo is some... Cool. Marika Andolfo is doing some uh, excellent work all around now. She's getting real popular. And then Simon Baz in Homegrown Hero by Cena Grace and Ramon Villalobos. By the way, I like uh, Cena Grace. Cena Grace is great. He did Jughead. He's done Iceman. He did Go-Go. He did do Go-Go for a bit. He did the last two arcs, I think. Yes, he did. All right, so, uh, James, what's your favorite story? All right, so I'm going to open up my favorite story, which is Alan Scott and Oh, Dark big surprise. Oh, our, first, our favorite stories are the first two. So yeah. We're, we're, all the other ones, good luck, guys. Yeah. I hear they're good. <laughs> I think I heard they were good. <laughs> we're not going past the first two stories. <laughs> I know. And again, I chose this uh, as an Alan Scott fan. Um, uh, one, I like the, uh, Gary Frank's artwork, so it's kind of cool looking at Doomsday that. Clock. It's a <laughs> Um It's a kind of a retelling. Of, it's also a retelling of his origin. Yeah. So this, all right, I'll run through it quick. It's a re, uh, Alan Scott's visiting um, Doris Heaton, who is a friend of uh, a friend of a, the wife of his friend Jimmy, who died the night uh, he got his ring, mm. and explaining how Jimmy uh, explaining how he's explaining to her how Jimmy died, and what it means, and why he died. Because Alan explains that he's an engineer and that he built that bridge. That uh, um, this is also a recon of his origin. Yeah, the bridge collapse that they're working on. Him and his friend Jimmy were underneath. Jimmy uh, gets paralyzed and killed. And then uh, Alan is actually able to get the ring from there. And then he actually goes after the people that... Um, it's a revenge story. Um, uh, Alan Scott actually goes after 
the people by walking through the wall on fire. <laughs> yeah. And they try to shoot him and the bullets bounce off from him. Mm-hmm. And then he explains to her that Justice was done and he turns on his green ring and he becomes his like old school Green yeah, Lantern. Yeah, looks great. Gary, Gary Frank really knows how to draw so him some, some Green Lantern. Yeah, I, want, I want Gary Frank to just do his Justice Society book at this point. That would be all. Gary Frank and Jeff Johns. Yes. Yes. I'll even take Tynan or Scott Snyder because they were both teasing. Yes. But I would love Jeff Johns to do Justice Society. But yeah. I feel like he would nail it. It's a good story. It's a very short, it's the shortest story of all I think it's only like five pages. Yes. Um, but like I said, the reason why it's so good, it does explain... Um, uh, what's going? It, it kind of is a recon origin of um, what the hell's name? Alan Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I said, the big part of that is that they kind of give you a quick recap and explain how badass he is just by going, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm savage. I I murder those guys for him. Yeah, he's cool." <laughs> so yeah, Hunter, what's your story? So my story is literally the next one. It is the uh, Last Will with Hal Jordan by Jeff Johns and Ivan Reyes. It is a very classic Hal Jordan story with a nice little twist at the end. So, uh, we see a giant green crash like onto a, a planet, and obviously it's Hal. And he's asking his ring, like, what's going on? But the ring is damaged and uh, also running out of charge. So it re- gives him a small enough recap of what's available. And it says that he was trying to fight this giant machine, and it was the Sinestro Corps Mobile Forge. And it blows up, and it sends him onto this random unknown planet. And since he doesn't know if he has oxygen and he thinks he's going to die, he uh, records three messages to all of his friends and everybody that he's ever loved. So after he sends all the messages to Carol, to Batman, to his teammates, he finds out that he is not just on um, a weird planet, but he's on Earth. So I think that's really fucking funny. He So the green fades away as he tells... Uh, Carol to be fearless. He starts coughing and then he's like, wait, I can breathe. And then he's in Las Vegas and it cuts to him uh, with the Justice League recounting that story and everyone laughing at him, even Batman. <laughs> so I thought that was just really funny. That's cool. And that's why I like Hal Jordan because he's a lovable dumbass. He is a lovable dumbass. Like me. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that's really, really wonderful. That's that's how you see yourself. <laughs> a lovable dumbass. You're my lovable dumbass. <laughs> Uh, so, so we all the other stories are absolutely fantastic. Definitely go check them out. Also, each pinup that is uh, here is introduced in like order, basically. Yes. And then it goes to um, like there's a bunch of Hal Jordan, and then there's uh, like a Raphael Grandpa, and then there's a Simon, and it's just cool to see everybody highlighted. So yeah, that was the uh, anniversary issue. Definitely go pick it up. It has got a really cool back to it as well, where it's just a giant like, lantern. Yeah, I didn't notice that until later, later it looks on. B-E-A-U-tiful. I should have chose four, actually. Four or Legacy would have been a good story, they're too. Both, they're all they're good. good. Yeah, they're uh, all fantastic. What's cool, like I said, they um, they showcase each and every lantern. Every modern lantern is yeah. in there. So if you are, regardless whether you're a Hal fan all or Kyle fan, yes, all canonical lanterns are shown in there. Um, so definitely check it out. If you are a Green Lantern fan, I definitely recommend picking it up. Again, we don't grade these. Because yeah, each story is yeah. a standalone. Um, hopefully, some of these are canon because some we, of them are really cool. Some like of them are really uh, good. Alan Scott one could be a new linchpin for a new we, age oh, that origin is. for him. It's a new origin, a new book. Oh, it's absolutely. He flies away to his new ongoing title. I know. If only. Don't tease me like this, Hunter. Don't tease <laughs> hey, me. Hey, man, if this, if this Corona stuff didn't happen, you never know. I know. JSA could have been out right now. We could be talking about JSA. But we're not. Don't tease me. Don't <laughs> tease me. Go read your book for the week. <laughs> okay, so my book for the week is Dead Body Road, Bad Blood. It is actually a sequel to the original Dead Body Road, which I didn't know about, and that'll go into my review in a positive way. So, it is written by Justin Jordan, Benjamin Taisama, Taisma, and then Matt Lopes does the art. 
Oh, it does the colors, I'm sorry. Tizma does the, um, the art. So, it is a classic crime revenge story, but instead this one is through the lens of a female protagonist, which, I don't know if the original Dead by Road had a female protagonist, which, again, is what I'll get to later in the review, but it is a very nice story. It is just easy crime. You guys know me. I love me some crime stories. So think, uh, so Hulu released a show called a Reprisal like earlier in the year, I think around January or maybe November last year. I don't really know who's a little weird. So it's basically Reprisal mixed with the old dead body road, but modern day crime instead of like, uh, like a seventies crime, which I think Reprisal is set in. So this book is very well illustrated. It's very well written. Um, like I said before, I did not know that it was a series before, a series before and this is technically a volume two, Right. but that, like I said before, it is good. Because it is very new reader friendly. Because I didn't really need to know anything. I feel like it would have helped if I knew who the characters were or what other like Easter eggs that are thrown in here. But not knowing anything, I was easily able to grasp onto the story. And if you're a new comic book reader, this is a great one to pick up. If you're like mature crime stuff, it, it kind of reads like a TV show. Like this could be episode one of a show where it opens up with. Like a cold open, and then it jumps to the main characters in a bar, and then it ends with a fantastic fight, and it ends in a flaming building. So, Jesus. hell yeah, action. <laughs> so, what do you think is your your one big negative for the back of the book? Now that I know it's a volume two, technically that would be my biggest negative, but, but it was not. such an easy read, yeah. and I was able to pick up on everything, that it's not really a real negative. Yeah, of course. It's kind of like a pseudo-negative. Yeah. But um, the biggest negative probably... Um, too much action, not enough world building, but then again, it's volume two, so yeah, it, it, exactly. it's give or take on that one. Uh, all right, favorite moment? Favorite moment would just be the art. The art's yeah, yeah. phenomenal. When you do crime stories, you really need to have like a like an interesting art style yes. or just a decent art style. Because like you can do a crime story where, I'll use Gotham by Midnight, for example, okay. volume one, Ben Templesmith does the art. Ben Templesmith is not a bad artist in any no. means, but he's a very, I want to say experimental artist. Yeah. So reading that as a crime book was very hard to like get my you know, brain across because it was like, it's, it's weird, eerie sketches that he does in like pencils. It's like, Oh man, it, it's like really scratchy. But with this, it's very like fluent and easy to pick up on and easy to tell what everything is. So, you know, when you do crime books like Brubaker's stuff, you really got to have like a good artist and this one really nails it. It's awesome. All right, man, you know what the deal is out of five. We give him the boy 4.5. Okay. Like I said, it could have used a little less action, a little more substance, but it is phenomenal regardless. So 4.5. James, what did you read? Okay, so, be fair, I read this, like, two and a half weeks ago. Um, the reason why it's actually coming out in print today, um, we were actually able, Vault actually sent us the PDF, actually containing this issue, this series, it's called Bleed Them Dry, uh, a vampire, a ninja vampire tale. No, it is, that's the ninja vampire one? Yes. I heard there's a ninja vampire book coming out, and I was excited for it, I didn't know it was that one. Yes. Now I'm interested. I read this a couple <laughs> weeks ago. It's actually really dope, so, I chose this as my review for the book, I don't... I like to give them a chance when it comes out because I don't like to just give it like a, a shot and you know if I didn't like it like I can be like I didn't read it yeah, yeah I didn't have to buy this book yeah but now you um, know yeah but this book is actually <laughs> really cool uh, for multiple reasons one it's set in I uh, hmm? okay um, it's set in the year three thousand three thousand three hundred thirty three um, hold on let me do the I didn't do the creative team oh yeah my bad yeah <laughs> I wanted to take a look at yeah <laughs> I forgot to do the creative team real quick <laughs> I was like oh I forgot it. Alright, so Creative Team is written by Elliot Raha, uh, Rahal and art by uh, Dyke Rune. Oh, Elliot Rajul, I believe that's how you Rajul, pronounce it. Rajul, sorry. Is, um, he did a bunch of Aftershock books. Yes. He and, did a um, special. 
A Red Rat Tail, uh, Bleeding the Dry was actually created by Hoshi Kazuma, but this is created and then written by and art by its leading people, so that's really crazy. Um, anyway, so I will let Hunter take a look at this because he really wants to look at this. So, we are in the mega city called the Asylum, uh, where vampires are a normal, everyday thing. Vampires are real people. Um, and it's a murder of a vampire. Um, and they are going in. You have they find a body, the dead body. Uh, the, a the victim actually, the, what they think is the killer, jumps out of nowhere, and then they are the he is killed by a vampire hunter. Um, the mate. Uh, sorry, he's I just saw that panel thing is cool. Yeah, where they cut the panel in half. Half, Oof. yeah. Oof. No, it's fantastic in that book. So the uh, the main character, she's human. She's partnered with a vampire. Um, the vampire again, classic vampire, silver hair. Yep, that's him. Uh, he kills the, what they think is the perp. Yeah, I think and, Alucard from Castlevania. Yes. Uh, with shorter hair. Yeah. Uh, they end up killing the main perp, and they, they're brought into the headquarters, uh, where they are kind of talked down to by the boss, because they want to solve this case up real quick. They don't want lingering, uh, this lingering around. But there's a subtle thing happening that vampires are getting killed often. This isn't the first time there are more vampires getting killed. Um, this... A major twist that I really, really want to talk about, and I really loved it in the book, but I don't want to spoil the book. Um, some good shit. Because when you saw the twist, right, yeah. with the whole doctor thing, mm -hmm. some good stuff. Yeah. So there is something happening. There is a vampire hunter that exists in their world, um, like a Van Helsing type, right? But there, I can't talk about him without talking about the lead up to why he's even introduced in the mm -hmm. book without spoiling a major yeah. thing. Um, but think about this: is like Law and Order meets vampires. That is... And plus ninjas. Plus ninjas. Yeah, well... In I, the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cyberpunk it's ninja lore and order series. It's fantastic, actually. The art's really cool. The story's actually really fantastic. Um, I hate... And that's why I, why I love do like why I love doing reviews for the show. And I hate that sometimes the first issue ends with such a twist I can't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, cool, this is number one, and this is well, how it ends. It's yeah, like mine cool. ends like a typical crime book would. Oh, yeah. they do stuff and then shit happens. Right. You're just like, what? You yeah, like <laughs> the entire book leads up, and you're like, this is no. And then that when that scene happens, you're like, uh, what is all of this? Yeah. Um, that's well, a sign of a good book. Yeah. Because it want like don't get me wrong, I do want to read another issue of Dead Body Road. Yeah. But that one makes you want to buy the next issue. Yeah. I mean, because you want to know what's happening. You buy it. So, <laughs> um, what's cool about it is there is an uh, so there is political unrest about vampires existing and how vampires have pretty much taken over control of everything and it, they're like no vampires don't really do that even though we all not no they would. Um, that's what's really cool about it. You kind of want to know what's happening, uh, what that part of society is, and why society even has vampires existing. And I think they go into it a little bit. Um, in the back, um, I'll read you like the brief synopsis on the back, how they tell it. Uh, Earth is a state of recovery. Vampires are real, and though and though far less populous, they thrive alongside humans in a Japanese-engineered megacity known as an asylum. People have come to understand that some immortals are good and some are bad, and most navigate through the world without incident. There's peace. That is until now. Someone is brutally murdering vampires, and Detective Harper Holloway, she's the main character, she's a black woman in the book, yeah. um, has been assigned to the case. To solve it, she'll have to unearth a much deeper truth. The future of humanity has been edited. Um, bum, 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 bum. And that's just a taste. I think, like, I want to say Blade Runner. It's very, like, sci-fi. It's Blade Runner mixed with, like, Van Helsing. Yeah. Think about it like that. Yes. It's really cool. Look at the cover. I know. Like, it's Blade really, Runner. Yeah, it's Blade Runner. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, it's awesome. I'm, my favorite scene is actually um, 
is when uh, it's the actual finale where that guy breaks through the window. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. And he, like you see, and his design, his suit design is fucking crazy. It's like a little like red, it's a little bit like Red Hood, like mouth guard thing. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is weak to it is that I want more world building. <laughs> oh, you want more world? I want more. I want more world building as well. You need more substance. I want more. Yeah, I want more. That's what I need a little bit more substance to explain. Like if there was even like a like even a, a page opener, this is like a kind of info dump. Like, I don't want to read a back of a book to tell me that. Yeah, there, here's the thing with a lot of current books is it's always 50-50. You either get too much world building like yes. Wind or yes. not enough world building like these two books. Yeah, because they're wrong. Mine's a volume two, so I don't, maybe don't know. Right. But yours is a volume one. Yes, and I think the thing is I wish there was more world building only because I want to see like is this just happening in this magazine? Is, is all vampires just yeah. there? Is or Transylvania a real thing? Right. Is this <laughs> like just be like in the scroll like and this is why it's like a scroll page. Just like a yeah. scroll page just, just info and then goes right into the story. You can jump fast forward into whatever the current story is. Mm-hmm. That's my only negative. I'm giving it a five out of five. Yeah, I love this book. I love the art. Um, I love this kind of shit. I love it. I, I can. I, some ways. Oh man, I wanted to walk up. Yeah. By the way, it looks like if you, either way you look at it, it looks like a bat. Yeah, or it's a mouth. Or it's a mouth. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Pretty cool. Um, the covers are awesome. Uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. I'm giving it a five out of five. I definitely want people to read this book. I'm getting more and more into horror books as I've gotten uh, here more. You're welcome. Hey, shut up. I started reading horror books on the show, and then you're like, oh man, these actually sound really good. <laughs> Well, it's also because they're, they're producing a lot more horror books because horror has become, like, a big genre again since the resurrection of Michael with um, the new Halloween and then with Blumhouse just destroying horror movies like boom, 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 just shooting them out. So horror's coming back in a big way, and I'm glad that the comic book industry finally latched onto it as, rather than it just being a niche thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, I love it. Like, you don't understand. It's really ridiculous. All right, James, close us out. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot why I was doing that today. <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening. As always, you can head over to our website, androidscomics.com to check out this week's previews and new releases if the website is back up. It's, we're editing it right now, actually. Follow, this, follow us on Instagram at androids underscore comics. Hunter's posting constantly now. I'm trying. Oh, he's on trying. the podcast Instagram. Oh, yeah, on the, on the podcast Instagram. I do the regular store one. Uh, and Twitter at androids comics. So, check out, go to androids Com- amazing podcast on Instagram for Hunter's like, fun little stories. Uh, and Twitter at Andrews Comics for up-to-date news. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. Please leave a reviews. And please, please rate us on iTunes. It matters. It, it matters, matters way more than you lot. think it does. Yes, because the more you guys rate and leave reviews, yes, we love that you listen. Trust me, we love that you listen. If you are listening on iTunes, please just go in the thing. Scroll down hit the five. You don't have to write a review, just hit the five. five. If you it. want to write a review, please awesome. thank you. But uh, definitely has a, gives a review. Uh, it does help us move along, so more people can listen to yeah, us. Yeah, we want to share the show. We want to build our community. We yes. want you guys to make friends with other people to talk about comic books. Yes, hell yeah, comics. absolutely. And if you are sharing, for everyone, yes, it is. And if you are sharing this on any other social media, please be able to find the link to actually the link to the show, whether yeah. it's Spotify or iTunes or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you guys. Please uh, support us and support your local comic shop. And have a nice day. We'll see you guys next week with what are we doing next week. Um, interview stuff. Oh, see yeah. Fun interview. We'll talk about that later. Yes, we do have a fun interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See you guys next week. See you next week. Bye bye.